Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's up, everybody? Welcome. Another edition of Haber Minimum Coffee. It is Monday afternoon. I'm Guy, and that's John. Hey, <laughs> uh, Don't forget, you can find this podcast on YouTube as well. We had some conversations there. Uh, and uh, if you're listening, if you're listening to the audio of this podcast, check out the uh, mailbag by getting in it or to get in it. You just go to um, Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, leave us a question, any question at all. Put that in the mailbag, and uh, we will get to that coming up. How's everybody doing? Masters Monday. Masters Monday, baby. Uh, John Rahm. That was a good Masters. That was a very good Masters. Could have been better down to the wire type, but it was good. I thought it was pretty good. It just, I, it, it got a little weird with the weather. Felt yeah. like they were playing in a, you know, I, I, I'm a big believer baseball and golf are, are just made for the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and anytime that you get freezing temperatures and rain, I mean, golf is just very, very difficult. I mean, those guys are hitting like 240 yards. I mean, it wasn't even normal, right? So, but that Sunday was cool with the with the weather for sure. Having uh, Bryson DeChambeau miss the uh, cut was disappointing. Yeah, he misses the cut a lot there. <laughs> Having Rory, how is, how Rory is that terrible at Augusta is really incredible. And every year is only more pressure. Every year it's like, can Rory do it? Career Grand Slam. And then it's immediate implosion. It's really, unfortunately, becoming a tradition uh, in and of itself. Nance taking shots. and What do yeah, you say? He called uh, going on a crosswalk. He said, you can find Brooks on the CW. Find on the CW. So good. <laughs> is that kind of like... Uh, an FU for his, you know, from, was he, do you think someone at the tour or a power that be told him to say that? I don't think told him to say that because I mean, maybe someone's like, if Brock, you know, think about like someone would not Brock Brock's in my mind. If Brooks ended up on a crosswalk, uh, use this line, Jim, Jim's pretty quick. Like Jim had another line yesterday after, uh, they went to the clip of, uh, the, the how you say his name? Yes. Yeah, Sahith. Sahith <laughs> chipping in. On the par three, kind of looked like Tiger, didn't it? Did you see when they showed it? Uh, it was I didn't have the audio on. Oh, okay, so they it. show it clearly. It had already happened yeah. because they it Vern is the one, and Vern just did not have the same juice because he knew it was he already knew it was on it was like recorded, right? And Vern, let's face it, is like uh, you know Peyton Manning that last year. They're not struggling to get completions. Absolute legend, but. Should he still be there? You know, listen, I, I know yes. it's hard to retire legends, but I... I, I it's his only event, John. <laughs> he, he, just, I, he just doesn't have it, guy. He only leaves Steamboat <laughs> Springs for this. Um, Is that where he lives? Steamboat Springs, Colorado, yeah. Do you agree? I mean, it's hard. Again, he's an all-timer. But I think just, they've, he's batting ninth in this lineup. Like, they just they put him on a par three. They don't... But that's, that's a hole that you still get. Like, you come up in the bottom of the eighth and tie games. I know? I know. I know. <laughs> so... He chips, he chips in. They show the tiger. What is that? 12? No. 
when he did that? No, what what hole is that? What's that part three? Uh, 16. 16. They show it, and then he's like, all right, Jim, over to you. And Jim says something like, uh, Vern, in your life, did you think you uh, – whatever Vern's line on the Tiger was, right? Have you ever in your life? Something like that, right? He's like, did you yeah. ever think you'd say see it again? So, Jim, I, I could see Jim coming up with that CW line on his own and, like, right then in the moment. But maybe not. Maybe Jim was – do you think the Masters would have cared? Like, are they trying to feed Jim anti-live lines? Doesn't seem no, like no, no. I, I think it's more, I mean, let's face it. Jim is pretty in tight with the CBS people. CBS right. is all in with the PGA Tour. Where has Jim just been this last month? Like, all in CBS stuff, doing the Final Four. Then he does the math. Think of the people he's around every day. That What do you think they're fucking talking about? I mean, this What's is going to be like be, Brooks win, Jim? What are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, one of the bigger conversations in Jim's life Right, especially once that final four came down. I, I bet Jim kinda I don't want to say mailed it in, but just started like thinking about the masters. Yeah, yeah. He started doing his prep. He wasn't hanging out like Coach K and Izzo weren't walking through that door, so he's he's probably focused in on uh you know his Super Bowl. I mean he always bragging about, you know, guys, uh I played golf with jo- Josh Allen and Mahomes. Like I bet those guys talk about it. Like I, I bet the live conversation for Jim Nance with NFL people with obviously everyone in the business he works in with executives it's got to be one of the most talked about things with jim nance over the last calendar year Hell, I mean, John, I they a had, daily occurrence guy uh, it's 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 the number one you know when you uh when we'd be around baseball like you know doing radio we'd go into the clubhouse and like guys want to talk about football a lot of baseball guys love football but obviously all these guys love golf you're right it probably was the number one topic they had grant hill putting on tournament every ncaa tournament games they would run a thing to promote the masters and they had grant hill putt into a cup so yeah golf was at the front of their minds jim's jim's led a pretty good life uh king's warriors coming up sunday night 5 30 i think 5 30 sunday or saturday saturday sorry saturday night we don't have i guess the schedule for the entire series thinking about going to a game um i'm actually gonna be at my sister's house in sacramento for dinner on Saturday night. So obviously I got to cancel on her so I can watch this game. I don't think people around the country understand. It doesn't resonate nationally. Like it will. I, I would say uh, what a it, big deal. <laughs> like what a, I don't, it's I don't a, know. It's rivalry. The word. I don't know. What would you call it? It's, I mean, it's one team's got four championships in like the last eight years. Yeah. The other team uh, hasn't made the playoffs in 15. It's, but so it's, it's it's got a little it's different than Niners Raiders because they were not like Sacramento is separate from the Bay Area. They weren't necessarily competing for advertising dollars like the Niners just destroyed them in relevancy. It's like the Kings aren't necessarily they were never fighting the Warriors for relevancy like where they called home. But there is like I do think it's hard to describe that the Kings I mean the majority of our life they both sucked when we were kids. And then the Kings got really sweet. The Warriors continued to suck. So there are people our age that, like, the Warriors were irrelevant when the Kings were kicking ass. But then when the Warriors got relevant, they did what the Kings did times 100. <laughs> and they started yeah. winning chips, became fucking have one of the great players of all time. I mean, Steph, he's going to go down as, like, a top 5-6 player ever. Uh, I think a lot of people are like, you know, they could win the championship this year. <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the Kings are the biggest underdog since 1990 for a three-seed. Just to I've win the series. Tur- just well, to you know, the, what's the betting? Do you know? Like plus two sixty five. 
I mean, it's almost three to one. It's closer to three to one than it is two to one for them to just win the series. I, I would imagine if we did a look through on three sixes every single time the three seeds favored. Maybe occasionally if there's an injury or something, but I bet of since 1990, so whatever that is of the years, you know, 33, 30 of them, the three is not just favored, but I bet a lot of times it's the reverse, like pretty heavy favorite. Yeah. I think you're probably right. There usually is a big difference between the three seed and the six seed in the NBA playoffs. The, I, I, you had said that their record is, you know, it's only a four game difference. Yeah. In, Kings in have four more wins. I, I would say packed that, it at the end. Yeah. They, they had kind of, you know, been the three seed for a while. Hadn't they? Yeah. yeah. Like they were closer to like a 51, 52 win team than a team in the forties. Historically poor, I think defensively. Which is a good matchup for the Warriors. They to your point. So they're an un, they're the biggest underdog. What'd you say since nineteen ninety? Yeah, as a, for a three seed. I, I saw this uh, for a three seed. I saw this tweet. in the in the first round. It's the most expensive first round NBA playoff game in at least six uh, on record, according to TickPick. The cheapest ticket right now is four hundred and twenty seven dollars. Do you know Sacramento, that Sacramento? Me- people don't. Sacramento has been, and it's a great basketball town. Has been dying to make the playoffs and then they get the warriors who they've been kings fans and warriors fans have been shit talking each other for a long time and i know it doesn't seem like in recent years there's anything for kings fans to talk shit about there isn't but like when the kings were good the warriors were terrible right terrible awful like laughing stock and then the kings kind of became laughing stock level franchise and then the king's owner was a warriors owner and just trying to like duplicate all the king stuff and it's been a disaster up until all of a sudden now where he took Mike Brown, the Warriors assistant, made him the head coach. And it's incredible. And Harrison Barnes is on the team, John. Me and me and uh, EG, congrats. I think he just got engaged. It looks like in Paris, if you follow him on Instagram, uh, went to I'm pretty sure it was the first round. It was either in 2000 or 2001 game one against the Dallas Mavericks, who at the time were kind of this kind of sexier new team. The Kings were better. We, we last seat at the top of Arco Arena, $20 a pop. So, you know, 40 bucks. Yeah. Now that's, you know, dating ourselves a little bit, potentially 20, 21 years ago. I don't know yeah. is it the exact year, but $20 was the get in price. Now the cheapest is 483 427 I look, you could not find anything lower bowl for anything under four figures. And it, when I say it, it's not a thousand, it's closer to like 1250 Mm so after the taxes and fees and stuff on the secondary, you're talking, bucks. yeah, so two tickets, you know, well over three. Yeah. Which clearly is being paid for. I mean, someone's bought them. I can't wait to watch this series. I just, again, I, if you don't, li- if you haven't been in this area, I think it's, to me, it is an incredible rivalry, even though it has none of the basic checks marks of a rivalry. Like, there really isn't any. Have they played a big game against each other in no. 30 years or ever? <laughs> no. Have they even? How many years have they both been in the playoffs at the same time? It's, and unlike the Raiders and Niners or the A's and Giants, they play each other, you know, four times a year, right? They're in the same fucking division. And those <laughs> games matter so much to the Kings. And I think the Warriors take a lot of pride in like these games don't matter. Like the war, like not the players necessarily, but Warriors fans are like, yeah, these games don't matter to us, right? Which what it sets up is it would be a colossal failure for the Warriors to win this series, to lose this series, to lose the series, right? It would be. For the Warriors to lose this series would be pretty embarrassing for them. I think. You think so? Oh, absolutely. Because they they are so superior to the Kings. 
Don't, you don't think it would be a major embarrassment for the Warriors to lose this series? You know, I, not that the Kings are, you know, the Kings are a three seed and they're a, but. Well, what is the standard after you won the championship and the crowning achievement of all their careers last year when they did it again by themselves without Kevin? So they got two without Kevin. Kevin, you know, we'll see if he can, you know, navigate the playoffs with the Suns. Yeah. Can they just get, like, is it cool for them to get bounced in the second I round? Think like, so, no. So what's their, you're saying anything less than what? A championship is a failure? No, I'm saying to lose to the Kings, this specific team, who I think this, this week will be interesting, but I think the narrative this week is going to be the Kings can't beat the Warriors. Well, that, guy, that is. I mean, okay. Vegas, so, I think everyone right. in their brother is going to pick yeah. the Warriors. So how can you Never say human. this would not be, it would be historically <laughs> embarrassing for them to lose this series. I'm not saying they got to win the championship. I'm just saying, I think losing in the first round of the Kings is worse than any other first round loss they could sustain. I think if they, I think if the Kings just win one home game and they go to and they go to Golden State tied one one, it's gonna feel like there's some pressure on the Warriors. Yeah, like just I make agree. no mistake. If you're not in this, the three Kings, seed, Kings got to win one of these two home games, right? Yeah, they, they got to win one of the two. But it's, like, it, it's a five John, game series. If they win one of these two home games, it's gonna feel like they just won the championship that one hundred percent to them. <laughs> yeah, they, they will, remember when Beverly last year they win the playing game and he went nuts. People are like, this is a little crazy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and people are like, well, Minnesota, they haven't been in the playoffs since Kevin Garnett is like, everyone, it's it's okay. Uh, I would imagine the, that play, well, one, it's just going to be bananas, those two games. But two, if they were to win one of those two games, it, it would be fucking nuts. <laughs> They're going to be puff, especially if they were to like win game two, going into sat, going it back. Either way, it'd be big. But if they, game one would feel pretty significant. I mean, they they both. Let's tell me what if this happens? Yeah. Lakers playing game. So if they win, the Kings could potentially get them in the second round. If the Kings were to beat the Warriors and then the Lakers, does that basically erase 15 years of oblivion? Raise raise a banner. (laughs) Raise a banner. (laughs) Yep. Just go to the White House or. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I. so yeah, I'm, I don't know. I I'm not giving the Kings. I'm not counting them out just because I think the season's been so weird. Get the Warriors get injured randomly. Now yeah. if those guys are healthy. You know, could the Warriors like sweep them? I think someone. I, I heard someone on. I was listening to Simmons and Rosillo. I think the Kings. They lost three out of four of them this year. So it's not, you know. Well, I, only because my my parents went to the game Friday. The Kings played nobody that night. I mean, yeah, so they, it's hard they, to count that one. Like none of their starters played in that game, and the Warriors played, played, like tried. Yeah, so it's that's what's this NBA probably the worst regular season in the history of the league. So, or at least the the one regular season in, in my lifetime that I you just what can you make of anything? Is this the series that could make John love the NBA again? Time will tell. Yeah, I'm gonna watch the games. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, John, by the way, shout out to my buddy Pat Loomis who texted me on Saturday from a bachelor party and said, "Did you guys get banned from the Raiders?" Apparently it was a topic of conversation. He ran into somebody at the bachelor party who said, you, you, you know, guy, he got banned from the Raiders, uh, listener. And, uh, I also ran into the, <laughs> do you want to address that before? Do you, I... Well, do you think there's any chance? I don't think we've talked about that. And I don't know if it's official official yet, but this Niners Raiders joint practice in yeah. Vegas. Yeah. Is there any way we could get media credentials and go to a practice? In Vegas, Niners, Raiders, or do you think that if it's got to go through the Raiders, should we apply? Uh, I mean, it's it's a ways away, and again, I don't think it's officially official yet. But 
would you still put it at a limited opportunity of us getting through the doors? I mean, your boy is gone now. Um, I, I think one of the guys that, you know, always looked down upon us in a weird way. I mean, he felt like he liked us. So I'm not going to name him because that would end us. But I, I think I, still I ran works into there. him a few years ago with his family. He was very nice. Yeah, I think a lot of people can fake shit. Oh, that I think you're right about that. But, you know, I mean, a I lot of turnover. You I just mean, have a job and your job is to carry out the whims of your bosses. Yeah. You know, and I would say the the person who uh, was the most probably critical. Long gone. gone. Yeah. Is gone. Hell, I mean, Mark's fired every executive or they've left. I mean, that's part of the deal. Right. right a lot of people are gone. Yeah. Mark. Mark is not gone. But yeah. And the guy that I think would see the list is definitely not that you said you ran into that I, I think could easily do a couple red lines through our names. Now, if we if the Niners don't have to, like, they just take care of it. Oh, you're right. No, no issue. But I, I do. Yeah. I don't know exactly how the away road joints go that you have to submit, like, Mayoko and Barros and Lombardi's. Are, are they on a list that gets sent to the Raiders? That would be an interesting situation, <laughs> approved by one team, and then they send their list back to the Niners, and the Niners are like, why did you cross out two names? <laughs> Which I think would still be very, very possible that we would not I, I, be guaranteed to get through the gates. Yeah, I, I'd love to see it. I mean, even Belichick said he's never seen anything quite like that. Before. Where are they doing? Are they doing it at the stadium? Where are they going to practice? I would imagine it's the Raiders' practice facility, right? Yeah. Uh, also, shout out to Tyler John, who manages the Travis Matthew store in Walnut Creek. Your old. Uh, Used to go oh, there yeah. a lot, but I rolled in there the other day. Listener of the show, he says. So how was it packed down there? Yeah, yeah, yep. A lot of the John Ron Masters was on. There's a woman sitting there waiting for somebody in the dressing room, and she said to somebody, "I heard her say, uh, now what? Now where is this being played?'" <laughs> and the guy was like, "Shabon oh, well, Lake." Yeah. <laughs> A pro am at part par six eighteen. You know it's famous. <laughs> oh, Shib- like Shabot. <laughs> don't don't let the don't let the images on uh, the internet. It's awesome course. Yeah. <laughs> All right, should we get on some football talk? Yeah. All right, here we go. Trey Lance has a new throwing motion, according to one clip, which has been circulating on the internet. <laughs> it's got people buzzing. It's got people buzzing. Yeah, you know it's it's April. Uh, we we still got a ways to go till uh, till actual football is even thought about playing. If you don't consider OTAs true playing because they're not wearing pads, but you know we got to give props where props is due. I would say this is one of the biggest question marks. Remember, was it last year coming into the off season that when it was clear that he was just going to be named, you know, given the starter, the thing was going to be rigged? Like, could he just slightly improve a little quicker motion? Uh, and it looks in the one clip we have, give the guy, you know, looks good. Yeah. You know, I, I think anyone who's golf's a bit different than the throwing motion, but, you know, they often say in golf, like the pressure you resort back. And I think that, you know, coaches in football will say it specifically with the mechanics of throwing. We can work on stuff, but your muscle memory, because typically, you know, I would imagine baseball swings similar, you know, things that you have been doing for your entire life, it is really, really hard. It's why I think like people go like when someone is able to change their baseball swing, you know, like the Justin Turner, the way those guys did that, Josh Donaldson did it, or Tiger changes swing, like people inside, inside baseball or golf or football mechanics, like give you extra, like it's so difficult to do that. And then just maintain that in competition. 
Yeah, because football is so different than golf, than baseball, pitching. You know, pitchers rework their motions all the time, but you're static. You're not moving. Baseball, hitters, you're not moving. The ball's moving. Golf, the ball and you are not moving. Football, you are moving. And people yeah. are running at you and trying to make you move. But I don't. I I would agree. I, David Lombardi was the first one that I think found it, at least posted it, that I saw. It looks better. It looks different. It looks tighter. All the things we talk about with Trey are not centered necessarily on his throwing motion. Really, when you think about it, once the season started, and he only played a game and a half, we really, everything that happened afterwards was not really about his throwing motion. I think you and I, I, I'll speak for myself, had kind of come to terms with however he plays, he's going to probably be playing with a throwing motion that doesn't allow him to get rid of the football as quickly as Tom Brady does or as quickly as Jimmy Garoppolo did. I, I thought that was one of Jimmy's strengths. Um, but, I mean, it turns out the coach he's working with is a guy named Jeff Christensen. Throw it deep is the name of his QB coaching business. And Jeff Christensen has coached Jimmy Garoppolo. He's coaching Patrick Mahomes right now. In fact, Jeff Christensen, John, Trey Lance is Jeff Christensen is part of the quarterback mafia at Eastern Illinois. Look at the all-time, I'm putting up now, the all-time touchdown career records list at Eastern Illinois. Jimmy Garoppolo, one, Tony Romo, two, Sean Payton, three, and Jeff Christensen, four. So that's Trey's guy right there. Pretty incredible. Mike Shanahan was a quarterback at Eastern Illinois, lacerated spleen, did not finish his playing career. But that's a hell of a list. That's a pretty incredible one, two, three of name, recognition, fame, slash contracts i mean john Payton yeah. as, a, as a coach what's he he's making 18 million dollars he's he's like a high-paid left tackle now so uh and jeff christian played eight years in the nfl so yeah, i mean what a group that that's in all seriousness for that program that's pretty cool right i mean i, I i'm blowing that thing up like when you walk into my football facility yeah right? yeah uh i'm with you though on ultimately the throwing motion got moved way down in the way we talk about you because in theory i go well, the quicker your motion is, you know, I think Josh Allen sometimes resorts back and he had his moments this year where he was inaccurate and people think he can get a little loosey-goosey. But you go, just because you get rid of the ball quickly, i.e. Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't view Jimmy Garoppolo as an accurate quarterback. You know, it, it's almost like accuracy has less to do with either a fluid motion, side motion, whatever, and more to do just with the individual player. Like some guys were just accurate and some guys are inaccurate or some guys struggle with accuracy, because you go, Derek's a good example, right? I would say just if you're teaching kids or high school, like Derek Carr, just the way he throws the football is pretty natural, seems pretty compact, and he has his moments where he's really accurate, and then he has a year when he's not, when he's inaccurate. And this is what, you know, the draft's right around the corner. I, I, I think evaluating a quarterback whether it's scouting him in the league, whether it's scouting him coming out of college, whether it's scouting him and trying to coach it through it, it's so difficult because all the variables, like ultimately give the guy credit, like you're working on something that you can control. But think of the other variables of like, well, reading defenses, of knowing what to do during the different coverages, of knowing what to do when you're on the field and not know what's coming. Uh, it's stuff that's really hard to quantify and even coaches – and other players around you don't know what it's going to look like till the live bullets are flying. And in yeah. football, the only time live bullets really fly, kind of training camp, but not truly training camp, but games. Yeah. I mean, like in baseball, I can just take a simulated BP against fucking Pedro Martinez in his prime, and it's 
I mean, it's a little different. 50,000 people are watching, but still, he's throwing 96 and his breaking stuff, right? Or basketball. Yeah. We can play a five-on-five five and 10 NBA players on the court, and it's not an NBA game, but it's still relatively close. Like in football, what's going to happen in, I would say, the next couple months on the field is not that translatable. It's, it's hard to take that much away and know what's going to look like, right, come pads on against other teams. <laughs> Which uh, makes by the way, the sport hard to kind of it, it, what makes it the most unique, I think, of like all the major sports. But I do think we could compare and this is what Kyle Shanahan will do, right? He'll compare how accurate he thought Trey was in camp last year to how accurate he is in camp this year. Does he get more accurate? Yeah. Um, and as things get sped up a little bit, does he maintain what looks like a, a tighter throwing motion? Darnold's always had a kind of a loopy mo- motion, too. Who? Sam. Sam Darnold. Oh, yeah. You're right. I don't think he has like a more. I would say like more kind of shot putty. Yeah. But it's also kind of long. Kind of long. Yeah. Uh, By the way, before we go any further, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe. If you're listening to the pod, leave us a review, Apple Podcast, five stars, and leave a question in that review. That's how you get in the mailbag. Our uh, data shows that uh, half of you who watch this video are not subbed. So subscribe. And uh, thanks. Help the channel. Um, one thing, Je- I heard an interview that Jeff Christensen did with um, NFL Radio a couple days ago on Sirius XM. And uh, when he was talking about all the different, he they got into it with, hey, we're not going to talk specifically about, we're not going to talk about any specifics with your guys. But what do you do? How do you help guys? And he, he said it's a lot of like watching the film, trying to figure out what they're feeling physically when they're throwing and how they can manipulate kind of, you know, he wants to take what he's seeing on film, understand what they're feeling that makes them throw that way and change it. And that's always kind of been the way that he's done it. Um, he One interesting thing he said was, because he started talking about the one, he talked about Mahomes. He said he's one of the finest people. He said, it's surreal to me you can be that talented and that gracious. And he said the reason, he thinks the number one reason he, he was works out of the with league, Mahomes too? Mahomes and Lance are working together, yeah. Got, oh, okay, I I guess that makes sense. I mean, that's. Does that change the way you look at it? Uh, no, I, I guess I knew that he was working. Mahomes was around. I didn't know that he was part of the Christensen group. I, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that doesn't hurt. Yeah. I mean. So, uh, oh, somebody actually posted a, a photo before I finish that point. A photo of them. The kid in the uh, middle, 17 years old, uh, happens yeah, to be an enormous recruit and looks like a fucking man child. Dante Moore. <laughs> You asked me if this is a, this photo is at UCLA. I think it is because in the background you can see some like jerseys and stuff. Um, it's been a, a lot place, of, right? A lot Russell of Wilson through there, the there for over yeah. forever. To Brady, uh, you know, you should be able to. That can't help you recruiting. I don't know what can. Somebody sent this photo to us and said, "I have a submission," uh, which um, you know we we have a rule generally speaking of not evaluating hairlines unless people submit it themselves out of respect for the parties involved. I also give you a line of delineation at, in your, uh, I, I would say under 27, 28, it, you're, you're kind of coming into your own, feeling it out. Uh, he's not a total lost cause yet, but it's clear where it's headed. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, this is w- post-workout. Your hair's not exactly how you want it sometimes. But post-workout. I think it's been pretty clear for since he's been on the team that he's got, he's got some follicle issues. Challenges, uh, yeah. You know, so I... I, I'm really more taken away by one of Trey's defining characteristics is size. Mahomes is 28 years old. He's been this that kid was born in 05. I mean, in the middle, yeah. Look at that fucking guy. I mean, are we sure that's not the next Caleb Williams? I know no, nothing we're... about him besides him being a bigger group, but holy moly. 
because uh, you know, and, and Trey next to Mahomes is a is a good little comp. Not that not that we needed to know that Trey was big, but the point I was going to make on Mahomes is just the what Jeff Christensen said about Mahomes, and then he said that he thought the number one reason he was he was out of the league after eight years was he had a bad attitude. He's like, I was really wound too tight, and I don't work well with guys like that. Um, and guys so he wasn't like he used to be. Yeah, like just guys that have a bat that are difficult, whatever the case was. He didn't expound on it too much, but that's a positive reflection of Trey that this guy works with him. And obviously that Trey's around Mahomes, which is worse people for Trey to be hanging out with and practicing with. Than, I'd say than the one Mahomes, thing the 49ers so. have pretty dialed in now, whatever, six, seven years into the operation, is the character stuff, right? I mean, I, I would say the worst it's really gotten the last couple of years is like Jimmy. <laughs> You know, it's like Jimmy can just kind of tap out and go, but when he's around, he's a good guy. He's just, he kind of turned into an independent contractor. It sounds like the way they, not in a terrible way, but that's really kind of the worst thing they're dealing with in terms of teammates, in terms of guys all in. I think a lot of teams struggle with that, right? And a lot of teams, especially newer coaches, like Josh McDaniel's a good example. Like, it doesn't feel like he's got a great idea of that stuff. Like Darren Waller, last year they extend him. This year they trade him when he's getting on his fucking honeymoon. It's like, do you kind of know what you're looking for? And that's a huge element to me of building a team in football is like, do you know what you're looking for? Yeah. Because once you know what you're looking for with humans, you know, John Middlecoff was taught to scout. Like, you don't need to be Ozzie Newsome. Like, it's it's a learnable skill <laughs> to figure out who can play and who can't play, and specifically what you're looking for. Like, most people listening to this, like, you watch football long enough, like, you get a pretty good idea who can play and who can't. But what's hard, I'd say what's hard for any human being is, like, judging other humans, uh, understanding what matters and what doesn't matter. We all have biases of things that bother us and not, but how does that actually impact stuff? Uh, you know, especially guys coming out of college, I think you can put emphasis in the things that we're all young human beings, things that are very, very learnable, uh, things that aren't, you know, things that are non-negotiables. You know, I, I think I, I stumbled upon uh, a Trent Dilfer spring game audio, and, and he just, you know, he basically taught, like, playing, like, one thing they're trying to do at UAB, like any new coach, you know, build confidence, teach guys how to win, and he's like, we can teach you confidence. Like, that's a learnable skill. And there are things that are learnable, and then there are just things that, like, you know, Reuben Foster. Like, there's a level of immature of just, like, you know, this guy's going to grow up, right? I, I think Debo's a good example of a guy who really feels like he's, gro he's grown into his own on the team. Yeah. You know, and then there are just guys that just never get it. And that's just a hard, you know, you're going to miss sometimes. But I, And then there's the level of, like, I don't think anyone's ever questioned Trey Lance's like work ethic character and stuff. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you 
free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because that, to me, with quarterbacks would be, if you and me ran a team, that would be a non-negotiable with that position. Any question marks off the field, maturity. So you wouldn't draft Baker? Uh, Well, I would have. And I remember Coward hated that video of him getting tackled. And that's why when I watched that Stetson Bennett, like, I'm not fucking with that. You know, both Stetson Bennett and Baker are good examples. Remember, they were older players, too. And it's like, what are we doing, guys? I've said, I'm still waiting to find out if Stetson graduated in Georgia or not. Been been around for a long time, but, but see that that's a good example. That of, to me, would be a red flag if you didn't. Uh, like to me, graduation and at that age, at that age, with most players is irrelevant. One thing I think a lot of scouts is like quarterbacks; they should take everything seriously. It's why people like when I don't need you to be a four student, but like, do you take school seriously? Because when you take school seriously, you take weight training seriously, you take film study seriously, you take. I, I guess Steve Kimes said the other day on uh, Chris Long's pod. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, film study and focus with Kyler is definitely one area he can really grow in. Like, oh, cool. That's like we're in year five with an enormous contract. Like, that's a disaster. We we know, Steve, you put it in his contract and then took it out when everybody found out. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I, th- th- here's what that video means to me. That it's still possible for Trey Lance. I'm not saying he is about to show up and be a different player and look better. But even as I've, I think we've been on the same page with Brock, you know, the 49ers who have 
you know, through the whole Jimmy situation, constantly left every door open, even when doors were not open. They kept trying to like manipulate trade value for a guy that they ended up keeping. But they didn't really do that. You know, John Lynch didn't really do that at the league meetings a couple of weeks ago. He just said, yeah, Brock's a leader in the clubhouse, right? There was no, he wasn't playing a game with that one. And they have publicly kind of left themselves, they try not to paint themselves into a corner when it's come to their quarterbacks. But with Brock, they said he's the leader in the clubhouse. But I think the fact is Brock's not going to be around for all the offseason. Trey is. And honestly, I, even in training camp, probably. In right? training camp, and who knows, week one. And one thing I've said for a while now, there we do have to allow for the possibility that Trey Lance improves as a player, right? And the challenge, of course, is like he doesn't play games. How, how is he going to improve if he doesn't play games? But this this can be an area where he can improve without playing games. And um, even though the situation is not ideal, right? The odds are against him. He's not the f- starting quarterback on the 49ers right now. Uh, he is a quarterback on the 49ers. And in recent history, if you're a quarterback on the 49ers, you're going to get a chance. That's that's the way it's worked. And yeah. he's got a shot right now. He's got a shot to impress a lot of people. And I'd say like that in that picture with Mahomes, when you think about it, there's how many teams in the league that have either you know, a super highly drafted guy the last couple of years who's their starter because he's played well, or high p- price guys like Dak and Cousins who are set. There are a ton of teams where everything kind of matters, right, in training camp and OTAs, and the Niners are definitely one of them, right? That They don't have – like nothing matters. Like no one's starting over Nick Bosa. Like the Niners have a lot of positions where Debo Samuel doesn't have to do a goddamn thing in the offseason to like prove his position. Yeah. Right? Or Kittle, but – the quarterback position is one of those where it's like, like if you told me Fred Warner, you know, rolled an ankle and the first week of practice and like didn't do another, like, okay. <laughs> like there, there's a lot of positions that are pretty solidified. Charvarius quarterback is not one where they're really everything matters. But the great part about it is all those other positions. Like if you're the guy that gets, if you're Drake Jackson, you get to really, you get to take all the reps. You know, that's the best part about football for all these other positions where with quarterback, usually it's very, very hard. And that's the one thing with the 49ers. You just got to fucking get all these reps with these two guys. Like, and whoever, I'm sure they bring in some undrafted, you know, free agent to just run the the last group. But that group's kind of a throwaway. That's the one group that kind of doesn't matter. Jake, Jake Hander's working out for him on Wednesday. Local pro day, Levi Stadium. Jake will be there. I, I, I do think, you know, Jake... I bet he gets drafted like the third or fourth round. I think He'll he's be going to benefit. The Niners can draft a quarterback. I bet he gets drafted higher than Stetson Bennett. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I, I think that Stetson Bennett. Interesting. I, I I think that TMZ video is it's that'd be hard to see and and again it's like we we I, all have our bad moments. I mean Dak got a DUI and I think he ever he's widely considered like man of the year. Like you could have a low moment. There's a difference between a low moment and, and like that. It's like. I, I don't know. Well, I think you're kind of – I don't know if you're alluding to this. I'll allude to it. I think that video – There, it feels like there's a belief that when you dig more on Bennett, not that he's a bad guy or a, a criminal or anything like that, but you're not exactly getting Brock, right? I think yeah. – like I felt this way, and I said it, when, and you said it too, when you watched the parade, the post-game stage um, – um, kind of little speech. I don't know what you would call it after George won the national championship. I didn't walk away thinking like that's how quarterback talks when it came to Stetson Bennett. So I think angry. it was, it was just weird. So I, yeah, yeah it's, you're not getting Brock. I've been saying that you're not getting, I, I think Jake's different. Um, 
But he did win. I mean, the other thing is, I thought he was a nobody watching, and he made some incredible throws last year, right? Bennett. Yeah. No, so. it's not like the guy can't play. I just think that there are teams, you know, with a guy that's not going to be your starter, some non-negotiables with him, like, yeah, that's, let someone else figure that out. Yeah. If we're wrong, you know, guys like that typically become available more often than they turn into cousins. Comment on the uh, chat. Trey's mechanics were a big part of his inconsistencies. The separate, the second clip posted showed more of his lower half, but it's still hard to tell just how in sync or consistent or repeatable his mechanics are. We know Shanahan's always talking about footwork. Um, so, well, I think all the quarterbacks that like the people that revere, you know, the the legends kind of our you know our era post like high school, like Manning, Brady, Breeze. Uh, even Rodgers for a long period of his time, even though he could freelance a little, you know, like the modern version of Favre is like mechanics, technique, like the fundamentals of just your basic center snap exchange, the original footwork, your shoulders, like everything was so elite, you know, and Peyton Manning always got so much credit. Like, how about his zone uh, play action fakes? Like they took so much pride in all the basic fundamental stuff. And it's like something that I would say most great players, you know, take a huge amount of pride in, like the fundamentals of the basic shit, like Derek Jeter, two out hitting, you know, or two strike hitting, right? Tiger Woods, like, or Phil Mickelson, basic shit with their chipping that, like, they just never fuck around with. Those guys, like, basic footwork on a three-step drop, like, they're never, ever fucking that up because that if you went to the their practice, like, how seriously they take uh, the first period of practice, which is, like, just going over three and five step drops or wheel route throws or just whatever. And that's ultimately like, if you never fuck up on that, you're already ahead of the game, right? If you never miss a basic layup, like you're already ahead of 90% of people. Yeah. Yep. So I I think that just getting just basic fundamentals down with, I, I would say any young player, but let alone a quarterback that, you know, in, in some weird way is still kind of moldable in theory. But it's that's what's hard to judge with football. It's like, well, what's it look like, you know, blitzes and different defenses and the timing with the players, like how accurate actually is he, that it's really hard to get a gauge on that. Though you can gauge, like, we're going to react to the steps that he takes in OTAs or training camp or a preseason game. But that's a lot different, you know, every single year than regular season games, if he even gets the opportunity to start. That's the one thing this year, though, is you have this – you got a battle going on with Sam Darnold. So, there, you're right. There's a lot of things that, you know, in the offseason, you don't really know what they mean. But you do have two guys who are going to be competing. One's going to throw. The other's going to throw. One's going to throw twice. The other's going to throw twice. Like, they're going to be throwing against the same defense. They're going to be throwing with the same offense. We're going to be able – you know, it's if you're a starting quarterback and you have a bad week of accuracy and practice, it doesn't really matter that much. No one's about to take – I mean, in the sense, no one's about to take your job. But there is a competition going on. Like, you know, coach can't pretend like he's not evaluating throws that you make this time of year because, of course, he is, right? He's got to figure out who his potential opening day starter is, who his backup quarterback is, who's going to be active week one if Brock Purdy is healthy. What are they going to do? So that pressure, I, you know, it's not a a pass rush pressure, but there is going to be pressure on, on Trey Lance. And, that is a type of pressure that can affect the way you perform. Agreed. Uh, somebody, other little story here. Somebody post uh, sent us this. PFF, highest graded players from the 2022 NFL draft. One, Sauce Gardner. Good pick. Two, Kyle Hamilton. 
like him. Tyler uh, Algier, the running back from BYU, Falcons. He was didn't he destroy the 49ers? Yes. <laughs> For Drake London, Falcons. I, I was a little lower on him. Turns out he's going to be pretty good. Five Garrett Wilson, Jets. Pretty good draft by old Joe Douglas. Six Chris Olave. Him and Derek get on the same page quick. So far, this list is like uh, people. Uh, t- the guys people thought would be good. Good. Well, I mean, we got a the third pick, the fifteenth pick, a running back, the eighth pick, the tenth pick, like the twelfth pick, the second pick. Aiden Hutchinson, <laughs> second pick. Eight Damian Pierce, Texans. I think second round pick, but he's sweet. Nine Brock Purdy, ten Christian Watson. So uh, you would say that Purdy. Beside, I don't know what round the BYU running back went in, but you know running backs can become studs in any round. It's pretty rare for a quarterback to, one, just to get the opportunity to play, right, when you're a seventh-round pick, let alone have a really good season. Fifth round just, for uh, the running back from BYU. So, I, and honestly, like that's a good example of like, should you take B. John Robinson number 10 overall? Well, I don't know. Just get the guy in the fourth round from like Texas Tech who's sweet. Damian but, Pierce, fourth round, to your point. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Purdy, yeah, I mean, that's pretty remarkable. But he, to me, it was just like, if you watched him play, like, he was just dramatically better than Jimmy Garoppolo, who we can say whatever we want. I think he drove a lot of people nuts. Just kind of settled in between, like, 13 and 16 on the quarterback rankings in the NFL, and who easily gets 30-plus million dollars for basically a year to be a bridge quarterback. Not like $10 million, $35 million guaranteed. <laughs> and, like, this guy was dramatically better than him. Like, I think there, the gap was – it wasn't, like, incremental. I, I thought it was pretty big. And the, the, remember yeah. the numbers. Their explosive passing game, their red zone passing, their points per game. They're just the eye test, the coach test, how different he coached. I mean, it wasn't – it wasn't even debatable for anyone that's watched the 49ers on this Shanahan-Lynch era run. It wasn't the biggest difference. The biggest difference was the efficiency, the consistent efficiency. But a lot of people have tried to get Kyle Shanahan to change over the course of his life, I'm sure. We haven't seen Kyle do a whole lot of changing when it comes to his offense. Um, I don't mean he doesn't make adjustments. I just mean what it looks like is what it looks like. If he gets a more mobile quarterback, he runs them. But the way he just suddenly started throwing the ball down the field with a guy whose arm isn't stronger necessarily than Jimmy's, right? Yeah. That said everything. That, you know, when he drafted Trey Lance or first wanted to draft Mac Jones and then drafted Trey Lance, um, you know, that whole story if if we ever get to the true truth of it, and I think you and I, the truth is that he was willing to evaluate at least, at minimum, evaluate Mac Jones like he could have been the pick. Gives us insight into Kyle, right, about what he thinks he needs to win with. Then for whatever reason, his scouting or his scouting department or all of it together won out, and they draft the more physically talented guy, Trey Lance. But, you know... I, I think through the Jimmy era, the one thing that was clear what they were missing was downfield throwing. And I think if you said that the Niners become a better downfield throwing team with just a little more, mo- little more mobility than Garoppolo has, that's fine. It's, it's okay with everything they have around the quarterback if you don't end up with Josh Allen's physical traits or Patrick Mahomes' physical traits or Joe Burrow's physical traits. 
because of everything else you have. Now, you know, three years from now, we'll find out, like, can you keep winning like that? Can you keep being a Super Bowl contender like that or not? Like, I heard a debate about, um, you know, the Bengals drafted all the receivers and not the offensive linemen. And even though they got their quarterback hit and sacked a lot, it still worked. And, you know, yeah, with Joe Burrow. It worked with Joe Burrow. It's not going to work probably for 25 other teams, right? I mean, part of it, too, is like, it was like they take receivers over offensive They hit on two fucking sweet receivers. I mean, Chase is borderline top five wide receiver. Yeah. And Higgins is, I don't know if he quite gets enough credit of like, is he closer to like the being a DK, AJ Brown, Debo level second round pick than just being some like pretty good player? Because right. every time I watch him, it's like this guy kicks ass and takes names. Now, one problem is, and someone said this, is like, a buddy of mine in the league is like, oh, it's time to kind of pay those two guys. Right. Like Higgins is a really good player. He's like one of the better twos. Time to that's receivers make 20 million. And Chase is by the time he's time to get paid, like a 30 plus million dollar player. So it's just, it's expensive when you do hit on those positions because wide receiver after quarterback now and defensive end is probably the highest paid position. After like what we saw Tyreek and Devontae, I mean those guys twenty five thirty million dollars. I mean Trent's Trent's making like nineteen twenty. So now maybe that eventually changes, but whoever the next crew, like what's Justin Jefferson going to want more money than Tyreek Hill? So yeah. T Higgins might not be that level, but what is T Higgins? He goes well at minimum. I'm an Amari type guy, and Amari three years ago got hundred five for hundred at twenty years. So am I twenty two twenty three million dollar guy? That's why people at the draft were like T Higgins available, and then their GM was like. Get your own wide receivers, you know? But I, I think the key is, like, y- they hit on players. You know, like, they nailed it. You can take any position. Like, if I take middle linebacker over right tackle, but I get Fred Warner and you get McGlinchey, I feel really fucking good about it, and you don't. R- right? right, right. Even though the right tackle, in theory, is much more valuable big picture than a linebacker, right? Yeah. But if I get a high-end starter... That's why the 49ers have been such a unique build, right? They've just hit on all these positions, and the quarterback has kind of been the revolving door. Not just build, because the building ended. Like, it's like they've maintained being a hot, a championship contender this way. And you keep well, wondering, they can they keep, keep it up? Hitting, they just keep hitting on it, like Hufunga. And then they're, two, they're free agents. They get Ward. He's sweet immediately, right? Well, and their guys get better. Like, Ayuk's gotten improved. better. Yeah. Debo improved. I mean, they did trade for Christian McCaffrey. So let's not act like they're totally built on fifth rounders. Well, and then the high end players have maintained a super high end level of play. Right. Like Kittle's level of play. Like if you just throw him the ball, has been elite when he, you right. Fred yeah. Warner has been high end. Trent has been the best left tackle. So part of it is like there, there is going to be a reshuffle in a couple of years, but you got to take advantage of it. Like I, I do think they're kind of living in the moment right now, just like the Eagles. I mean, that's what the thing with the NFC, it's like, Joe Burrow said it last year, right? Our windows as long as I'm here. And it, clearly it is. I, I believe, agree with him. Mahomes, clearly. Josh Allen, like they're disappointing second round exits. Like that's still pretty good, right? <laughs> like they're going to be pretty good for a while. Yeah, you're around the ball. Where you look at kind of the Eagles and the Niners, it's kind of right now. Now we, you can go, well, the Eagles have their quarterback. Well, he's going to start making a lot of money. So is that going to change the way they built their team? Because their team was a lot like the 49ers. Like, God, they got good players everywhere. 
Yeah. That's usually, you know, it's part of why the Chiefs won it this year. It's like, well, they hit on a bunch of picks. Like, because they had to lose a bunch of players. They lost Tyreek and they lost Ward. I mean, was, I mean those are fucking elite starters. Tyreek's a Hall of Famer just looks Ward's like light Tyreek light. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I mean, they missed. I mean, missed for a first round pick on Clyde, right? He has not been first round worthy. Edmonton no. Lair. But where they they got Pacheco this year? It's like yeah. whatever. And McKinnon's been. And part of it, you got to get lucky's the wrong word because the right good teams have been all over McKinnon, but he's just maintained a pretty solid level of play. Lucky in the sense that he's got to be healthy. Yeah. Um, Roberto on the chat says, "I'm not sold on Brock." Just as I'm not all out on Lance, maybe one steps up. At least we have a chance. Unlike the Jets, we're going to crater again this season. Did you see the clip of Boomer with the GM? No, with Joe Douglas? No. Was yes. it on the radio show? Uh, no, it was like a town hall type deal, but it was clearly like at a bar because Boomer was wasted. And Joe Douglas just like, he's got a beer. I've just never seen a trade that still feels pretty far away that everyone just acknowledges like it's done. Yeah. It's not done. Even the Jets are like, listen, we're not talking to anyone else. That'd be disingenuous. We got plan A and plan B and plan C is Aaron Rodgers. He's coming. It's crazy. It's a bizarre deal. It's a bizarre And deal. neither really has – the Jets don't have another option. The Packers don't have another trade partner. No. Each of them pretends like they have the leverage. Yeah, it's just uh, – it's 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 very Aaron Rodgers and kind of the Jets. It's just it, it's pretty weird. Right. It's pretty weird. They're a weird match. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. If Brock had been a, I guess if Brock had by by that PFF grade, if Brock had been a first rounder, uh, we'd be saying he was worth the pick, right? That's the beauty of a starting quarterback. Well, I would imagine that draft meetings right now are in full swing all around the NFL. You know that scouts are sitting there, the coaches, depending on the group you're talking about, are coming in and out. Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator coming in. Quarterbacks for the majority of teams, even good teams. Like, if I'm the Chiefs. Like, I don't have a backup quarterback. I, I, I'd be thinking about drafting a quarterback in the third or fourth round. I would imagine Brock Purdy's name comes up a decent amount in draft meetings all throughout the league, right? Because if, if I'm a team with a quarterback, well, if we take this guy, like, can he be as good? Like, why I would love that guy on our roster, you know? I'm just saying like that because that no, I, I, of, <laughs> of size, like Stetson Bennett, uh, Jake Hayner, just a lot of question marks. Usually guys that aren't drafted in the first couple rounds are smaller, right? They just have some major flaws. And it's just like, can we get something similar to that, right? Kirk Cousins forever. Like, can, can we find a really good player that just we feel comfortable with as our backup quarterback in the third, fourth, fifth round? Like if I'm the Chiefs, I don't know if I'd hesitate taking a quarterback in like the third round to just be a cheap backup for Mahomes. Would you? Yeah, no. But is that the Brock Purdy? I mean, no, because you know Patrick's been been beat up before. But I agree with you. I think. But if I told you the Chiefs drafted Jake Hayner in the third round, is it really yeah. that crazy? Like you're just. I don't think it's crazy. I mean, especially with Andy. But like that's part of it is they have Andy, just like the Niners have Kyle, just like the Broncos have Sean Payton, just like you know I, teams have been fucking throwing darts at the dartboard trying to find quarterbacks forever. And I'm not disagreeing because I think you're right. Everyone, everybody is going to be talking about Purdy. I just think they're crazy if they think they're just going to, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what really changes in terms of quarterback drafting philosophy. They're still at the end of the day going to pick the guy they think is the best player. And that guy might be six, three, 
you know, and athletic. I, like they're not like, tell me, you know, is per is, is this version of Purdy, if the draft happens again, is he getting drafted ahead of somebody with much a higher ceiling? I don't think he is because, you know, all these guys are trying to Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. I mean, look at these guys. Now Bryce is short, but like they are physics for Will Levis, but those guys are going high. I'm talking you I know, after pick like 75. Is, when we get to the fifth round, like I'll believe that the league is drafting short guys with average arms over more athletic guys. When I see it, you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, it's easy to say we're looking for Brock. Then you're in the fifth round and the measurables are not even close. And you're kind of drafting blind a quarterback in the fifth round. Like it's yeah. a crapshoot. Who the hell knows? So I'll believe that they start taking the less, although Brock tested. Okay. You know? Yeah. To me, to me, if Hayner specifically goes in the third round, that to me is a direct reflection of like, because more than likely he's going to start as a backup. Obviously, he is going to. Uh, that if he goes in the fifth or sixth, you're like, yeah, nothing's really changed, right? Or And Bennett goes in the sixth, seventh, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's true. But I would say Jake is a pretty unique quarterback prospect, even if Brock Purdy never exists, right? 100%. I mean, he went to Washington. He's but played he, in but, big But he is games. smaller, right? He's, that's true. Yeah. That's my point. Like his, his But, but I would say, like, isn't he – forget about Brock for a second. Tell me you're scouting Jake Hayner, friend of the show. Um, if you put Brock aside for a second, like what would be, you get into the meeting, like John, you had, you had Jake, you've seen Jake four times, like give us your evaluation. You could give a pretty strong evaluation on Jake Hanner without ever mentioning Brock Purdy. For right? sure. He's going to have a lot of people that really, really like him. Right. Just like I would guess looking back at Brock Purdy, people that did that area, probably there were people that liked him. Right. It's just hard to be interesting. Yeah. I, I think it's easier in a weird way, despite Jake, I mean, Fresno's not playing the schedule week in, week out as Iowa State to kind of hammer the fucking table with your fist for Jake. Then it probably was a little more difficult for Purdy, you know? You think because Jake's Indep- independent of small each other. school guy versus yeah, what do you mean? It feels like he's a little more of a gunslinger. I don't know. There's just some things, just his maybe his attitude. He's a little more of an aggressive personality than Purdy. And that honestly, that might be unfair to Purdy. I don't know. So I think you're right. I thought what you were going to say was, when you play at a non-power five school like Jake, as opposed to Brock, in theory, you don't play with the same level of talent around you. And obviously Brock had a high level of talent. Jake had some pretty high level skill guys around him as well. They had a bunch of good receivers, good running back. But I thought you were going to say like, when you played a smaller school, we see you against SC, Oregon, Oregon state. Uh, who else did they play? That he beat big? UCLA in that legendary game. Yeah. Beat UCLA that leg- like, so we see it's almost more like it's on you, the quarterback to lift all these guys who are going to be accountants and, and, and principals up to this level. Right. I, I thought that's, that's where you're going. But with Fresno that. never falls under that umbrella just because they no, always they have skill guys on offense. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Like, I mean, think about all the, from Derek to his brother, to Brandstater, like they always have NFL skill guys at tight end back when they ran the pro style, but now receiver and running back. And that's yeah. what, which Brock did too. I mean, he played with Brees Hall. And when he had them, they were really, really good, right? And then he got injured. Uh, I guess he had them. I guess they both got drafted last year, huh? Yeah, they kind of had that down year. Brees had the down. Brees was hurt his senior year? Is that what happened? Well, he got hurt. He tore his ACL for the Jets. Yeah. I think they lost other skill guys. I remember. I just think there was a lot of hype on that season. And part of it is there's a narrative around your college team Right. Remember, wasn't Iowa State like sexy Final Four team? Big time. And then all of a sudden they go seven and five and he throws some picks and it kind of goes the other way. Where Jake, think about this year, 
coming off a big year. They were really good. A lot of expectations. Then he gets injured. Season almost craters. Then he comes back. They end up winning the league. And it's like kind of like, and he plays injured, and they are more, they, they lose to Connecticut. Wasn't that like the biggest underdog of the season? I think it was the worst. It was one of the worst losses. It was one of the worst losses college football ever. <laughs> yeah, it was like almost 40 points or something. Uh, yeah, it was bad. Uh, Jim Moore, without, without, without Jake. Jim, yeah. Jim, Jim Moore, Moore. Do, they go bowl eligible? No, I don't They're think close. they ended up doing that. But no. So you got to build the case kind of like a puzzle for every individual player. And with Purdy, it's like, well, they missed him. They fell apart. He came back. He helped save the day, right? With, with, with it was like, well, Purdy had all this hype on him going into the season. People were picking them like with Bama and Ohio State, and they fucking lose a ton of games. And it's why you got to be careful. And this is what's nice about having a larger body of work. Well, it's like, what about the other previous years, right? Where the coach would tell you he's the best player we've ever had in the program, right? In, in yeah. my career, you know, the right, head right, coach right. cried on senior day. So <laughs> yes. it's like, I, I think, and you see Tedford, I, I think has, I saw some quotes, like obviously is going to be a big proponent of, of Jake. So like, who's talking for you? And it's when it's clearly not like fake BS college, right? It's like, no, I think this guy's really good. Dilford's always been a big proponent of like, he thinks Jake's a, you know, an NFL player. He's been saying that for years. Yeah. Chris Peterson, you would talk to him, you know, you talk to all these guys that have intersected with him that liked him. Jonathan Smith, that's what helps with, I think, what makes the transfer portal kind of unique with, uh, with draft picks is sometimes like, you can talk to like seven different coaches, a couple head coaches, a couple coordinators, some quarterback coaches that became coordinators that all know the guy. Yeah. What was he like when he came in as a new guy? Yeah. Why'd he leave? Uh, UConn went six and six and then lost to Marshall in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. So banner year for uh, Jim Moore's squad. Jim Moore just won't stop coaching. Uh, question on uh, where did this go in the chat? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Paul asks us. Nope, wrong one. I don't care about Will Levis's coffee mayo uh, habit. Um, Rafa asks, could DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA, be an option for the 49ers at the end of the third round? Seems wait, seems too high, but. Yeah, I don't know if the 49ers are going to use a third round pick on a quarterback. Why? When you could use a seventh. <laughs> exactly. I don't, I just and don't and the Niners don't, the draft doesn't begin for them until the third round either. Yeah, I mean, they're resources. I mean, they're, they, they've invested now a lot on quarterbacks. First rounders on Trey. The pick, while well, it was a seventh rounder, but he's proven, like, I just kind of roll with the group this year. Then if it gets weird, I'm not opposed to doing it next year, but I, I'm not wasting a, a pick, I don't think, on a... At one moment, I thought DTR was like an athlete, but uh, clearly he's, you know, people... He's going to be an intriguing... He's going to be the Ravens' yeah. third round pick. He is intriguing. He's going to be Could the Ravens' be. backup next year. I mean, they love these Pac-12 fucking quarterbacks who Huntley. everyone didn't think were that good, and then they almost won... Uh, a playoff game with Tyler Huntley and the, hell, they almost won a regular season game with is it's Anthony Richardson. Is that also the Oregon's quarterback's name? Anthony Brown, Anthony Brown, yeah, who's their third string quarterback. Correct. Is he still, I know he, he was for a minute. If I would have told you during his year with Oregon, that he would be on an NFL roster in the 53 and no one would have believed you would not have believed you. No. And he made some plays. Yeah. I know. I would put money on DTR to the Ravens. Now they they love these Pac-12 runaround quarterbacks. Like yeah, we'll we'll win some uh, seventeen fourteen, you know, knockdown drag out. He might be good. Who? To him, DTR. Well, he's a better call. He's a better prospect than the other two guys that they fucking functioned yeah. with. 
I mean, they've won games with Huntley. Huntley had a Huntley was like a seventy percent passer his last year at Utah. I know, but you was not the same like level the, of the eye test. It looks yeah. a little different. No, 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 I agree. Um, so, I mean, DTR is an elite athlete, isn't he? Yeah, tough too. Forty years old, or no? He he came he, true true senior. Remember he played. Remember the story was he played as a true freshman at UCLA. But he hadn't played that much. He'd only played one year of high school quarterback because he was backing up Tate Martell at uh, yeah. Bishop Gorman High School in Las yeah. Vegas. So he was like an undeveloped guy coming into college. I don't think we talk about him. He's probably a pretty fascinating prospect for a lot of teams. I, I high, high character. People like him, right? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. It's really cool. like I mean, him. you can't play for Chip at quarterback without being like Mariota character. So. Yeah, he's everyone I know around that program thinks he's an awesome dude. So he's only 23 years old. Play. He's been a starting quarterback basically for four years. Well, I guess four and a half. Remember, do you remember who he split reps with his freshman year at UCLA or kind of this guy started and then got hurt? Uh, was he, it a Michigan transfer? The Harbaugh guy. Yeah. Yeah. And a Niner. It was terrible. Wilton Spate. <laughs> Wasn't he a Niner for a minute? Uh, yeah, he was. He's a, he's a training camp. Yeah. Kyle's got a, you know, if you're six four, can't really move in a weak <laughs> arm, you know, he'll be interested. <laughs> Throwing eighty eight mile an hour fastballs from a six four frame. Uh, all right, anything else on these subjects? No. All right, thanks for hanging, everybody. Later. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, Did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.